Hello, and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators, home to NARC Troopers. If you like today's episode, please check me out at narctroopers.com. That's N-A-R-C, Troopers. That stands for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators. And um, you're going to find a lot of articles, podcasts, YouTube videos, all kinds of goodies to help you get on with it get on with your life and move past what has happened to you. Uh, Today's topic is, (laughs) strange title, Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead. Now what? (laughs) Right? Um, The narcissist was always dead and then they killed us. So what do we do when they're gone? How do you... um, get past that and whatever you know um so um there's um let's see how do we start can you come back from a double homicide um that's the question let's start with the worst part about being ruthlessly murdered in cold blood is knowing that the same person sliding that smooth blade into your chest is the same person who gazed into your eyes during intimate moments and swore their love and allegiance forever and ever happily ever after the whole thing was a filthy sweet lie and for a while i think even they believe it too you know You were so thirsty for the love that you never had, and they were so hungry for the love that they never had, so the narcissist fed from you until their bellies burst, and you opened your veins for them, as well as your life, your home, your legs, your purse, your heart, your soul. Strange how the more they drained you dry, the more full you felt. It was the perfect pairing. In 2019, um, an incidence of murder for which the relationship of victims and offenders are well known. um, It says 54.3% of people in this situation who were victims of murder were killed by someone that they know an acquaintance, a neighbor, a friend, a boyfriend, so on and so forth. 24.8% of victims were slain by family members. That's kind of a lot, right? That's one out of every four killed by their own family. The relationship of murder victims and offenders was unknown, um, but in 44% of murder uh, and non-negligent manslaughter incidents, you, you have... Um, they're not strangers. It's not random. So it goes without saying that some of those also, you know, um, they know their killer intimately. And, you know, you don't know that you were struck by a blunt force trauma to the head the first time that you met the narcissist or psychopath. Um, You know, it knocked you senseless. And without your your sense... uh, an ability to protect yourself, you know, you couldn't get away. 
It's like being slipped a drug on the first date rape experience or, um, you know, there's such charm and seduction like never seen before. How could you have known that what was going to happen or what would follow? You weren't even on guard. You weren't even trying to think about safety. That wasn't even, um, didn't even seem necessary. And then boom, this thing happens. And even worse is the fact that the narcissist or psychopath also falls into limerence with their partner and believes that they have finally found their soulmate. They believe that. They tell themselves that. It's not like they're lying to you. They think it's real, although they have no idea what love is. They have no idea what is real. They live in an alternative universe, right? Um, but they think they're in love. Um, you know, it's sort of like adolescent puppy love kind of understanding that tells them they, you know, what they're, that they're feeling that and it must be real and everything. But, you know, it's nothing more than a five-year-old's momentary infatuation. It's not love. It's not anything close to it. Limerence does not last. Um, the three stages of limerence are infatuation, crystallization, and deterioration. Gotta love that last one. Deterioration. Ugh. And that is what it is. Um, you know, it is infatuation, idealization, and all of that in the beginning. For the narcissist, it stays there. That's all it ever is until it's not. And then there's then it deteriorates and they discard you. The deterioration is much like devaluation which is the second stage of the narcissistic cycle. It only takes one day, one disappointment to bring down this whole cluster B disordered house of cards. You get busy at work and forget to make that dentist appointment for them as they requested. Instead of coming home, throwing a little shame, I said shame, not shade, <laughs> throwing a little shame and a little bit of guilt at you and then talking it through to a place of forgiveness and understanding you know that is what a normal that's what normal couples do but for the narcissist psychopath it takes just one little disappointment to transform you from saint to sinner and the infatuation idealization stage of the cycle of abuse uh, it abruptly changes into contempt and disgust instead of oh you are my everything you you know i'll pull down the stars in the sky for you all that kind of stuff that's gone they are off to the races in 60 seconds canvassing social media for your replacement someone who will never let them down you know it's a child's game and the narcissist is a child trapped in an adult body if a to it's like um um if a toy malfunctions, they just throw it against the wall or toss it into the garbage and get a new one as fast as they can. You know, baby must have a fresh, shiny toy, not a piece of broken or busted up junk that's ruined all, you know, through, through their own reckless treatment of it. They're the ones that broke it in the first place. Duh. The partner feels devalued. And will soon be discarded completely. That's always how it ends. You're not going to escape it. None of us did. That's always what happens in the end. Why would a husband of many years, maybe decades, 
suddenly want a sparkly, fresh, brand new toy instead of your saggy, baggy, leaky, crepey, bitchy, creaky old ass, right? Um, there is no emotional attachment. That's why. Um, they wake up one day and just bada bing bada boom there there they go you know it's it's like they decide this is the day I, I i need to do something else and so there is no personal attachment because the narcissist and the psychopath they have what is called flat attachment um you know they can can um uh, throw you in the garbage like yesterday's smelly trash and go get a new source of narcissistic supply quicker than you can say have mercy and what if you don't want to go you unlike the narcopath have attached and bonded and poured your whole self into the relationship in ways that make it impossible to leave you have developed dependence learned helplessness is what that's called and you are trauma bonded through years of intermittent reinforcement not to mention that um what is that thing called these days uh, it's um the cost factor um I have it, I, it's on the tip of my tongue help me with it um what is it called it's the it's the whatever that thing is it's like you've invested so much in it you've spent years of your life in it the that you can't just walk away you're too you've given too much you've stayed too long and so uh, you would lose too much too much time too much energy too much money too much whatever you've lost everything you've invested everything and so um there's that it's a fallacy cost something risk fallacy or something like that that so that is a factor sorry i can't remember the name of that i should take better notes before i start trying to talk to y'all about these things um anyway i'm sure you could google it and it'll give you the right word so um so you do get stuck with these people and that's why you can't go there's a lot of explanations about why you can't go you know and so now they're gonna have to kill you uh, regardless and, and you know regardless of whether you do or do not summon the chutzpah to get up and go um, you know it doesn't matter because they're going to their whole objective in this relationship is death right they killed themselves when they were just we children toddlers young like four or five years old or something they killed themselves and then put in the false persona this bulletproof superman version of themselves that can not be harmed they did that to themselves and then they go through life pretty much sucking the life out of other people and stealing their identity yeah they're identity thieves and they gotta kill you to take it take your identity right you, you can't if you still have your identity they can't have it they take it from you they take your identity they 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 take your dreams they live your life and leave you just this husk over here I mean this this empty hollow what's left of you uh, is just over here in the dumpster while they're off being you um, living your life your dreams uh with all the things that you taught them and gave them it's really 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 messed up and so they have to kill you that's the end game 
they they have to dispose of you so they can individuate which is something that they never did with their own parent which is a very healthy step in the developmental childhood stuff that has to happen at certain times for that child to be able to develop in the way it's supposed to and so they have to reenact that whole scenario with that whole dynamic to use you as the proxy mother so they can kill you and individuate and be free to have their own identity which really is not their identity it's yours that they took they co-opted it they hijacked it they stole it they they just took it <laughs> they just took your identity so um this is the final coup de gras the final acts the the um what do they call it in an opera the coda uh the curtain must come down the reason they must kill you in the end is because your role was to allow them to parentify you you parentified each other it's called a dual mothership thing and i get this whole concept from dr sam vaknan my expert and hero uh person because oh my gosh i have learned volumes from his i don't know his library is vast he's got like a thousand plus videos or something it's a crazy number it's like he does fresh content with new stuff that is researched uh accurate spot on insightful and he's like the godfather of narcissism he's never wrong well maybe once or twice there's a little bit of disagreement that i have about spiritual things but other than that this guy is 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 knows everything and he says that there's dual d-u-a-l dual mothership between the narcissist and the person that is their significant um flavor of the month year or decade so um they so that you play out this parentification thing and so they have to discard you so they can become individuals supposedly and it, this was you know a survival tactic that they had early on to try to be a real human the freedom is exhilarating and empowers them you know right after they discard you it's like you know they're on heroin or something they're floating on air they are feeling absolute bliss they feel so liberated and free and 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 they're all topped off you know fueled up tank is full you know they're um flying high um yeah so of course you know it always fails to help them complete that whole childhood developmental benchmark that they missed that never happened like it was supposed to you know when they were little it, it doesn't work so the cycle of abuse begins again with their new idealized person and it just keeps going like that endlessly and they never notice they never learn they are incapable of any kind of self-reflection or ability to see a pattern in what they're doing and and where they're wrong you know when they're idealizing their new target um i hate to use the word victim but you know what the um partner that they're going to partner with to to feed off of when they're doing that they believe that it's real and the partner believes it's real everybody everybody involved believes it's very very real and um that doesn't make it real though right um so um 
so so they have killed you right they they've killed you so how do you birth yourself how do you create um a new self that um is going to be okay and live past all this okay so here's what i have for you first of all you have to accept what happened and then grieve the loss you have to bury the dead pray for them let them go the narcissist psychopath never belonged to you in the first place so give them to god open yourself to tectonic change it's it's a new life now and so you have to accept that um these are the 10 most useful tips to get you through your own death and this to be able to create a new uh a brand new life that you can enjoy number one get them out of your head the narcissist lives on in your head long after he's gone from your life these interjects trick you into thinking they are your voice your thoughts your conscience your whatever but they are not you must identify these interjects and censor them before you can successfully move on number two get them out of your body your body keeps the score now you know this is the common saying in mental health circles i know you've probably heard that in recovery groups and stuff talk about it um i think the brain keeps the score and the body is the score card yeah um i don't know where i I didn't make that up i wish i did but i read that somewhere i can't tell you where can't remember but uh i was like oh yeah that that is is spot on exactly what it is but still trauma lives in the body it's cellular uh you know um so you know it's long been known that trauma stays there in the body and creates illnesses and as a result there are somatic therapies to address these things you gotta check into that number three thing you can do practice radical acceptance you can't change you know you cannot change what you cannot change right 12-step programs they know this and any wise person they know that so you need to know it too it's important to know when to toss in your cards and leave the table you have to accept that you just can't win them all number four go to the source build faith trust surrender to a higher power the uh, success rate for people who manage to find spiritual strength and guidance is higher than those who reject it and try to do without it and just try to make it on their own without any kind of divine help so yeah i think that you could use some help in that way and so if you have some belief in something then you need to leverage that and use it number five go with the flow don't be that salmon swimming up the stream going against the current forcing fate to to fit what you think it it needs to fit what is best you know if something's difficult with a lot of hurdles and red flags it's probably a good idea to stop and turn around before you plunge over the cliff you know all Thelma and Louise style so go with the flow learn to body surf number six learn to self-validate most victims have patterns of seeking external validation just as the narcissist and psychopath they do that Uh, but the healthy way to get validation you need is from yourself 
You've got to figure out how to do this if you want to be okay. Turn inwards. Do the work. It's not easy. Figure out how to be whole and complete without any need for external um, something, anything. You, you're, you are complete. Nobody has to complete you. Number seven, trust your gut or your intuition. You know, in the beginning, we all felt it. Yes, we did. That intuitive gut feeling that something was wrong with this person. Something was just off. It just felt weird. We wanted it so badly, though. We just wouldn't listen to the warnings, but they were there. Think about it. They were there. Don't ignore them ever again. When you see that stuff, run. Get away. Save yourself. Number eight. Practice gratitude and forgiveness. After the discard, we may be filled with rage and a compulsive desire to get revenge or teach the narcissist a lesson. They cannot learn that lesson. No, it's not going to happen. They live in a different reality and have divorced themselves from the truth. And there's nothing you can do to change that. It's only going to harm you to act on those feelings. Number nine, keep the past, live in the present, plan for the future. Mm -hmm. Don't just listen to popular advice about mindfulness and just live in the now. Nope. You do need to remember the past. That's how we stop ourselves from repeating it. And it, you know, it's your history and that's how you find your truth that has made you who you are. The narcissist has no continuous memory. That's huge. You need to spend some time studying that. It's really a huge concept you need to know. And the narcissist doesn't have it. No continuous memory. And that's a big reason they can't emotionally attach or feel love or cathexis for um, another human being. We also need to plan for the future. You can't just live right now. you got to plan for the future. Um, do not be reactionary. Be proactive. Yeah, you can't live in the future, but yeah, you definitely need to give it a, a equal amount of your time, you know, past, present, future. You need them all. So don't listen to these people just live in the now. Ah, oh, what a bunch of hogwash. you got to remember the past and you've got to plan for the future in addition to living in the now. Uh, and then the last one, number 10. Give birth to your new identity. You died back when the narcissist psychopath murdered you. And you know, you cannot recover, rehab, reanimate the dead. Let that version of yourself go. You have to now give birth to a new self and a new identity. It's going to hurt a lot. Um, but you know what? It's what you have to do. And it's a new chance. So uh, I think you need to take it. Okay, uh, another short one. I just got back from uh, the East Coast, New England area, visiting my family. I don't have much family. Just there's a, you know, I can count them on one hand. Um, and so you got to keep contact with them because family is important. And um, I was out there for a few weeks. And I'm back. I uh, got back late last night. And so here I am, less than 24 hours back 
and I'm back in the saddle making content for you to educate you, inspire you, and to support you on this journey towards becoming a whole human who's healthy and not in some crazy rabbit hole, living out some mutual psychosis with some shared fantasy narcissistic um, person who is um, in the end going to kill you. So <laughs> yeah, uh, we have to, um, that's part of preparing for the future. You want to get free of this and then make sure it doesn't happen again. Okay. I'm rooting for all of you. You know, some days are going to be better than others. It, this is hard and you get depressed and sad. You feel like you're still grieving. Other days you get so hopeful and excited. It's like, whoa, I can do this. I got this. I am a brave warrior. And then the next day you're just laying there thinking, I can't get up out of bed. I miss my other life and that other person. And I mean, you know, you get the picture, right? I know each of you has your own variation of what I'm describing and it sucks. It's hard. It's scary and it's horrible. And it seems to just never end. Me, I, I reached the four year mark last month and uh, I feel like this is an AA meeting. I've been sober for four years and one month. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. And it was an addiction. My husband and I were married uh, 15 years, knew each other 16 and a half years. And then with the four years that I've been in recovery from that, that's 20 years of my life that has in some form belonged to this, um, you know, covert somatic narcissist husband of mine. That's, that's two full decades gone, lost. And so I know as well as anyone else, how absolutely, um, life changing this is. And that's why I want to help. That's why people at AA and NA and all those 12-step uh, programs that are the sponsors, that's why they become sponsors, not because they're perfect, not because even because they can always stay sober. Sometimes they're human. They, they um, uh, don't manage it 100% of the time, sometimes either, but they do it because they understand it and they can help the other people going through it who are at the beginning of it or in the middle of it or struggling with it or whatever. They can help them because they know what it feels like. They have felt it in their bones, in their cells, in their brains, in their body, and in their gut. They have experienced it. And that's kind of how I explain what I do. I have been through that fire. I have been strengthened by it in that purifying fire that burnt my whole life to the freaking ground. All of it. Everything. Every thing gone four years ago. So I get it and I know um, ways to get past it. And the 10 tips I just gave you, come on guys, you got to use them. If you know, they work, you have to trust the process, jump in there, roll the sleeves up and just get to work because it's not going to be fun, but the reward at the end is tremendous. Uh, I feel really good about the work that I'm doing to put out there this information because it's so much misunderstanding, so much misinformation, so many people clueless about what this is, so much like trendy pop 
pop psychology. Oh, everybody's a narcissist. He's a narcissist. She's a narcissist. Stop it already. You know, there are increasing numbers. I'm pretty sure that's, that's happening, but everybody is not one. And, um, you know, it's a spectrum and the people who aren't the malignant pathological true narcissists who have narcissistic personality disorder are on the deep end of the spectrum and that informs every single decision of their life it, it hijacks their brains or whatever bits and pieces of their brain uh, are operational sometimes these people are brilliant very smart very clever very creative very wise in so many ways but then but then they're just not in other ways because they're sick and so let's not be sick with them and let's free ourselves and try to get healthy because uh, I think life is experienced with much uh, ease comfort joy bliss ecstasy all those fun things when you're healthy not when you're sick so let's let's work on that guys and I'll be back with you um, here, uh, within the week with a new set of information. Okay. Um, keep fighting. Love you all. Bye-bye.